0: Lando
1: Norris crashes out in Q3. Danny Ricci gets P4 and George Russell is very, very lost on the front row of the grid. Welcome to another episode of Lakeside Drive. We're back, baby, for our pre-drinks ahead of the Belgian Grand Prix at Spa. And I'm joined by my friends and yours the two Thomas's, Tommy T. G'day mate, how you doing? G'day, yeah, mate. yeah doing alright. And Thomas J. Camp with some very exciting news. Campy, how are you?
2: Uh, hello gentlemen, very well, very well. Big smile on me doll this morning. Oh, and
0: tell us why, Campy. Do go so on. I got
2: engaged yesterday, got on one knee and uh, popped the question. She said yes, that so was good. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked.
0: Congratulations
2: mate. Yeah. <laughs> Ripping you. Yeah, well, that's as happy as you say me the rest of the podcast <laughs> ever. cynical arsehole. <laughs> you would
1: expect, your fiancé would expect nothing less. Campy, let's yeah, be no, honest. That's
2: good. That's good.
1: Congratulations. Uh, well, that's, that's probably the big thing that happened over the break. Tommy T, what happened in the break
0: for you except for doing your usual going dark and not replying to any of my messages? <laughs> I, went, I went even darker in the... In the uh, off the mid-season break, didn't I? You did. Just wear radio solids. Nah, because we're still in lockdown over here, so work for me gets a bit busier, but that's fine. It was a good opportunity to switch off from four-wheel 1 and motorsport completely, but I'm back and I'm excited because we're at my favourite track.
2: Yes, we are. Yes. Can we just take a moment just to say every year how beautiful this track is? Y- it is oh, the yes. best track. <laughs> and oh, Rouge, geez, that gets me going every time I see it. <laughs> Even though it was on the wet on Friday night, I was like, this is still good. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yes, correct. Uh, And now people are asking whether or not that corner is safe after the W Series massive pile up. Just learn how to drive
2: and they'll be fine.
1: I mean, the track hasn't changed. Well, the track has changed a little bit over a period of time, but I agree. Let's leave the track. I mean, they're full sending, right? They're all very brave in W W Series and Lando and the rest of them. And think back to Perez a couple of years ago where he had that massive twitch. Coming up that, uh, up the hill and Oof. almost losing it. Oof, that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting indeed. Well, that's very good, lads. Uh, and I, I apparently am doing some other motorsport, but if you don't know, then you don't know. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: righto. Well. Give
2: him a plug, Tommy. Give him mate, a plug. He's,
0: he's been doing plenty. James is on about 17 different motorsport <laughs> podcasts at the moment. <laughs> he's the busiest man in motorsport right now. No, so James has been doing the the Extreme E podcast um, with our good mate, Michael Laminato, and he's got a full-on weekend this weekend, haven't you, mate? Mm. It's going to be – you're going to be pretty much attached to that microphone full full time. Full
1: time. As much as I'm attached to a a screen, to be honest, because after this I will catch up on MotoGP qualifying and the remainder of Extreme E qualifying, (laughs) uh, and then we'll just see the races. Uh, Very, very conveniently, uh, MotoGP starts – at 10 p.m. Australian Eastern time, uh, which is good because it means I don't have to watch the pre-race of Formula One stuff because they're going to go yes. absolutely George bloody fanboy nuts and it is going to kill me. I can't <laughs> deal with it. So that's going to be good. And then Formula One will start. Uh, and then, unfortunately, Extreme E starts halfway through Formula One. So, uh, anyway, it's going to be a whole time. I'm very Mate, How's excited. Molly?
0: Bloody rolling it, it.
1: Yeah, just <laughs> and just kept going, just kept going. Just what <laughs> As would what was what that? A legend? Well, we're used to being upside down, aren't we, Australians? Yes. Anyway, that's a different podcast. <laughs> if you want to listen to my thoughts on extreme, e go listen to that. But uh, let's talk about Formula One. Uh, look, Tommy T, you had a good idea before we started recording. Uh, it is roughly halfway through the season. We don't really know. Um, well, we know pretty much all of the tracks, don't we? Except for one, TBC. Uh, which could potentially be Qatar, which that will be interesting from a MotoGP point of view. That's an interesting track campy, isn't it, for straight line speed? We know the Ducatis do quite well down the main straight. What does that mean for Formula 1? Who bloody knows? Uh,
2: I think it'll be an overpowered DRS section, in my humble opinion. It'll be a bit like the back straight in China, you know, Mm. towards the end of a race where it's just if you've got fresh tires on and DRS open, there's no chance of defending, so... Yeah. yeah, I mean, cool. we get to see another track. Let's,
1: and Brazil I'd is somehow on the list still, so that's not going to happen. Um, so it's going to be – and Mexico, so that's not going to happen either. So there's at yeah. least going to be a double header, um in Coda, let's hope. Uh, that I would just make sense.
2: Do, we should do Coda backwards. That would be cool. Ooh, can you, you imagine going
1: – do the, the T1 in reverse down Ooh. the hill? Ooh, campy. That is Looks actually very good. good. It depends on the
2: runoffs, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think you could because just the way the track layout set yeah. up, it's got mass everywhere. There's massive um, runoffs and stuff, massive runoffs and safety barriers for the existing track. But why not do it backwards? That would be right. Why not?
1: Well, as Campy's race director, uh, yeah, that would maybe a thing. We'll be firing Michael Massig. In fact, Seb Vettel fired <laughs> Michael Massey um, yesterday when had a conversation with him and said, "Well, listen, mate, you know, you know, you're out of the bee farm. Uh, you're not welcome back here." Uh, which is good because he's been listening to what we've been saying for ages. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, All right, let's talk about predictions then for the rest of the
0: season. Uh, Tommy T, do you want to start us off with two or three? Well, I'm just doubling down on mine, and Max Verstappen is going to walk away in the second half of this season. I think he's just seeing him in the media, he's very confident. He's not getting into the politics games. He's not kind of playing these mind games with Mm -hmm. Lewis. He's just coming out. He's going, I'm just going to pants you for the rest of these, these weekends coming up, and he's going to win the championship. Pretty comprehensively, I would think. I think it's going to help having his teammate re-signed and that kind of screw it away as well. So that's good. And I think Red Bull will probably win the the constructors as well. I'm going to double down on both of those. So that's probably two. And then I think we're going to see Daniel – well, this could come sooner than later. Daniel get a position over Lando and get a podium. Yeah. (laughs) That's yeah. it. We could see Daniel get
1: a podium. Yes, well that's we'll talk about that in a little bit. Campy, what do you think? What you, any any thoughts ahead of the rest of the season?
2: Yeah, look, Danny Rick will get a win this year, I think. A uh, win? Uh, he'll get a win this year. Yeah. The car's the car's got some like the car's truly capable and I just let's just hope it's one of these tracks like let's say we get a Monza from last year. Yeah. Repeat. Where like Gasly wins like oh, that guy just shouldn't be winning anything. But uh, I think Danny Danny Rick will get a win this year and it'll Indicate all the haters, and it'll just give him some confidence. Uh, I think Lewis will go on to win the championship. I don't think he'll win it on track. I think Red Bull will lose it for Verstappen off track somehow. So not off track. I think uh, they'll make decisions in the races which, uh, compromise. which compromise Max getting points. I think right. Max, on. I think hands down he'd win it if it was only due to on track stuff, but I think this is a team game. Mm. I don't think Red Bull... I mean, they've been smart this year at times, but it just seems like most of the time for me, Mercedes just off track at winning that battle by mm. a mile. So I think that's how it will happen. And I think Bottas will stay at Merck next year. Ooh. I think I think they'll give uh, Russell another year down in Williams, and Bottas will get a chance next year. Uh, and I, I think that will be at Lewis Hamilton's directive. I don't think he wants George Russell coming into it, coming into his team. And to even, yeah, I think that's just what Lewis wants. So Lewis will get what he gets. Uh, yep. Get what he wants. That's an Sorry. interesting
1: thought, isn't it? Because there is some value still with Lewis Hamilton saying that, but also Toto Wolf is no idiot and he has to be looking long-term for the team and saying, well, that's yeah. fine, Lewis, but also... You know, you're not here for long term. George Russell is is our future potentially. Well, he is in the Mercedes junior sense. So, does he listen to Lewis anymore, or does he just say, "Mate, I'm the boss"? If you don't want to drive for Mercedes, okay, see you later. That's that's fine. Yeah. You know,
2: no way. They're looking at the future when Lewis Hamilton's still in the team. He's delivered him six world oh, championships. Great, seven, you know, I mean, Rosberg one, one, two. one like he gets to make these decisions. So oh,
1: normally yeah. I would agree with you, but with regulation changes and Toto <sighs> being Toto, I just I reckon it's been done already, which is why I think the, I reckon we'll know
0: in the next couple of weeks yeah. that, that George is going up. I just wonder you, you risk losing George completely if you're them, if you wait a whole another year.
2: But if you look at the narrative that Lewis has been playing in the media the last couple of years, it's no longer about. I mean, it's about championships. He doesn't particularly care about pole positions, fastest laps. I mean, he cares about race wins, but they're just part and parcel of the car he's in. He's been talking about his legacy in the sport and how he wants to leave the sport and he wants to leave it in a better place. You look at all his off-track stuff that he's doing with uh, diversity and equality and, you know, his political stuff. And... He ain't going to let that be tainted by a young junior driver coming in for a year and making him look second-rate or average even at the chance of that. Nice. He he controls this team, with, rules it with an iron fist with Toto, and they are, they are two together. George Russell's still young. He's going to be around for the next decade. Don't worry about when he gets into the seat. It's like if he gets into that seat, it's a when. He'll be in it. Either not next year, the year after. Look, it's hands down easily. If Lewis doesn't win a world championship next year, he'll retire and go into the uh, cruise into the sunset with a big legacy, And that's what he wants. It, there's no way they're going to let George Russell compromise him.
1: Well, I think Sergio Perez, for me, is the one to watch for the rest of the season. As you said, Tommy, just before, signed again for 2022, which is good news for him. Uh, He'll be very happy that's done well and truly before the end of the season and then therefore after the season like this time or this year going Mm. into Red Bull. um, And that think will just build his confidence because he knows where he stands. Uh, You know, he's not not threatened necessarily but doesn't have to sort of be thinking, okay, well, is Albon going to come back and Mm. take this seat? It's unfortunate for Alex. I think that signs his fate. Now he's, I think he's testing for IndyCar and that's probably where he's going to head. Had a good result in DTM the other day, so that's good for him. Yeah, uh, but but I think Sergio is – I think that's where he's looking, uh, probably chasing down Lando for that third position overall in the driver standings um, and certainly where he's starting this race. Uh, that's probably going to be easier for him, um, certainly in that machinery, in the same machinery as Max. What do you he, reckon he, he uh, uh, Dr. Helmet,
0: thing. thought of that re-signing? Do you reckon he was – a bit opposed or do you reckon he was okay with it it's hard to know he orchestrated it it, to be honest yeah i think if if
1: you were helmet um and i would be sorry for your loss if you were (laughs) uh you'd be thinking what is the most consistent outcome that i can have for max verstappen next year and the answer is sergio without any shadow of a doubt because if you look at any other talent in the paddock they're going to have to get their head around the car around the team we know how well Sergio got on with, with his team. Like his genuinely, his mechanics, his crew yep. were really sad to see him leave. Uh, what was Racing Point now Aston Martin last year? So I think that's you know there's all of these things combined. Um, and Christian rates him. Christian's rated him for a long time. So uh, I think he would have gone into bat for him. So anyway, that's my prediction. Is he comes up? I'm with you though. I think uh, I think Max Verstappen will walk away. With this, uh, and certainly because they're just looking at the next couple of races, and they come thick and fast at us, uh, and especially
2: Triple head the up. next
1: race in the Netherlands, uh, which we won't actually be able to see the track because there'll be that m- many smoke canisters, orange smoke canisters <laughs> going off. Uh, you'll just—he'll know it though, because he's the only one I think that's driven it in a Formula One car in recent years. So there you go. That's uh, that's what I think. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the practice sessions uh, ahead of qualifying. Um, because, it, it, God, it was good to be back in Spa. Let's let's just say that, as oh. as you said, Tommy T, fantastic track, the Ardennes. Big yes for me, and uh, well, I don't yeah. think Munnis even mentioned the weather, which is why it's
0: been raining. Uh, which is you you're sacked, Munnis.
2: <laughs> you, you, you want a dud.
0: <laughs>
2: must be an Irish thing. <laughs> uh,
1: but we had we had people exploring track limits and uh, losing a little bit as well. Uh, Max and Charles yeah. in basically in the same section of the track losing it uh, and red flagging the sessions uh, from a practice point of view. Tommy T, what do you think over that overall
0: kind of lead up? Yeah, my favourite bit was Kimmy on the pit entry just hitting the wall (laughs) on practice one. Just (laughs) Kimmy's lost it. He's either drunk at the wheel or he's just given up. He's (laughs) tapped out. Um, Yeah, it was great. Obviously, the conditions are changing like they were in Melbourne. Just minute to minute, it was up and down all over the place. It was sun for 10 seconds and then... The thing about this track is it actually drains really well and dries fairly quickly in comparison Mm -hmm. to others. So it can be drenched and then all of a sudden it's dry in some spots and it'd be really hard to navigate. And as a team, you're trying to gather all this information. So I like that aspect of what we get at Spa because – you can't over-prepare, we can't let the laptops come in and just dominate the racing. Mm. There's so much more kind of feel to it than other tracks because of these kind of factors. So it's it's made for an interesting qualifying, as we're about to talk about, and hopefully an interesting race too. Campy?
2: There, there seems to be two climates here as well. Up the top of the hill and the back end yeah. of the racetrack is completely different end to the, where the pits are and the front straight, no rouge. So that always throws up lots of... Uh, <clears throat> Lots of variables in changing conditions. So, you know, it might be good to go on drives at one stage of the race, but the other end of the track, it's still raining, it's still wet. So, uh, look, let's see what happens. It's going to be an interesting race. But I think the race will be one off track in the garage this evening, not so much on track. Yeah. There's, I think there's a lot the about downfalls, isn't there?
0: Um, a lot about wing choice. Yeah, it's,
2: a, it's an interesting compromise because you've got two such long straights in the Campbell straight and the uh, – what's the other one down the bottom? I don't know what it's called. The They're back not, straight. It's not camel either. Yeah. We're not talking about Other straight. Jeez, um, um, brain fart. Sorry, I'm a bit excited. I had a good day. No, it would be interesting to see. There's that interesting compromise. Sector 2, you need big downforce to make the time up, but you don't want to put too much downforce on because then you're a sitting duck on these long straights. So uh following compromise, I think – it's going to be a wet race tonight, so hopefully it dries and we get some dry running. But we may see what we saw in Imola last year with uh, drying track and the wet tyres actually turn into slicks, mm. you know, so they don't need to pit, um, you know, and you may have issues with warming up tyres, getting into optimum temperature ranges just because of the speeds you're driving and the track being greasy and wet. So lots of variables tonight. Uh, I think it'll be one off track though. I think it's the garage that will win the drivers to So,
1: Well, we know that uh, certain cars like the Ferraris were trying to set themselves up for potentially a drier race today, which is why they're flailing <laughs> a little bit down the back there. Yeah. Uh, and the same with Alpine because we know last year with Renault and Danny Rick chasing down Max for his first podium um, in the final lap that this is a track that suits that kind of mentality that kind of car setup so it was Mm -hmm. no surprise to see both uh, alpines and ferraris flailing around towards the back and qualifying um and yeah geez okay let's let's talk about qualifying now and we'll we'll bring this up because i think it's worth having a conversation the we sort of mentioned at the beginning do we need to adjust the track for safety at all coming up through Rouge? no no tommy no i think you could maybe put a run off you don't
0: change the track
1: yeah. Go on, Campy. Say say, go listen on, interrupt the, the rest Massey.
2: of us and then stop talking. <laughs> Sorry, I heard Tommy talking. geez, <laughs> this internet quality on your end is terrible. But, um, well, Massey's got to listen to the drivers. Mm. I mean, before Lando had his crash, he was saying, yes, red flag it, red flag it. Better was saying the same things. There were some other drivers not. So I think you're safety cautious at every other decision you make. If drivers, even one driver, says red flag, it you should red flag it. I mean, it's a shame, but um, in saying that, I think Lando Norris's mistake. I don't think his car was anywhere near in the direction it should have been going up. That nowhere near the optimal racing line. I actually think he copped a bit of a uh, uh, rear end going through the bottom of Orouge, and when he was going up to uh, Radion, and it's and it spat him out. Yeah. I, like the angle on that approach when he's going through Radion was. Well, what? Brundle called
0: it early, didn't he? He was yeah. like, "That's right. yeah, yeah."
2: Yeah, and I think that was his racing line coming into it. But uh, yeah, you got to listen to the drivers at some stage, and we're safety conscious, Mm. so double down on your safety conscious. Not that we Mm. want to say that as fans, but uh,
0: I think it was um,
2: he hasn't he hasn't had since he's been race director since Charlie Whiting sadly passed away. We're constantly talking about him, and we shouldn't be talking about him as a race director. He should just go unseen and not doing his yeah. job. Uh, it's yeah. real sharp. Um, it just seems that when problems and variable situations happen, he's always on the wrong end of the decisions he's
0: yeah. made. So Louis Louis Delatraz, I think it was, posted a comment. He was saying, we don't want to change the track, but you need to have a safer runoff because at the moment all these crashes are bouncing back into track. And that's the issue with where that kind of part is. It's also on a hill, so I don't really know what you do with that runoff. But whether you put that super sticky kind of stuff that we see around... Um, in the the French Grand Prix, more gravel. I don't know, like change the barrier composition to something else that cushions rather than just shoots you back into track. Because that's we've we've seen too many in that spot be spat out back across track and just like pinballing basically. So I think that's what the drivers are getting at. They love o rouge, but the risk is too high when it goes wrong. I think.
1: I also love Eau rouge, and a shout out to the Formula One team for putting a, a camera inside Fernando Alonso's helmet. Uh, yes, that, yeah, the, the lock it cam. just look, it just looked like it was nothing to him. You know, yeah. it's you know it's such a a spectacle to see, isn't it? When you're looking outside the car and and seeing the compression and everything else, to him it was just blink. He's yeah. already he's already tracking along yeah. the straight. So, uh, look, interesting, interesting thought. Uh But of course, I mean, you know, Lando crashing out uh was was pretty full on. Um good that he was okay. But let's
2: Oh, learn to learn to adjust your driving style in variable conditions, Lando, Yeah, Jeez, but bro, I reckon no, nah, good doing? full
1: sense. He went Bloody he hell. went for it. So I'm, nah, I'm tra- happy with I'm happy the fact that he tried he to do it well. Yeah, he was um, the quickest by far. Lots of he? water and everything else. Yeah, he was but quick. look, let's let's also do a big shout out to the world's biggest gentleman in Formula 1, Seb Vettel, who hey, stopped alongside him to check that he was okay. Uh, which is big and berated ups.
0: Massey over the radio at the same time, which we love.
1: Yeah, as I said, went and fired Massey shortly afterwards um, as the king of Formula One. Maybe uh, that Seb post career can go do race direction. Ooh, I'm into it. That'd be mm, interesting, actually.
2: Maybe nah, way too biased when something like happens to Lewis Hamilton.
1: <laughs> I'm here for it, Seb. <laughs> here yeah. you go. I prefer that. Big sh- thumbs up. His shitty there.
2: German attitude to come out. <laughs>
1: No, I'm here for it. Uh, but, of course, that w- that meant there was only one McLaren left on the track, uh, guys, and it was... <laughs> uh, and we didn't see any of his qualifying laps. None of it. No. And what we did see is Lewis Hamilton plodding around in the rain. Thanks again, TV director, for Seriously. only... We didn't even see George Russell's lap No, the most of it. Like, come on, dude. We you saw it in that little
0: picture-in-picture. Picture. We saw no. that was we
2: it. We didn't even get Danny Rick's timing sectors up. So yeah. at the end of Q3, I thought, Oh, Jesus! He finished yet? And I'm like, I couldn't see the checkered flag next to his no. name, so yeah. I knew he was still out on track. Yeah. And I'm like, but Crofty
1: said he what are we pitted. Crofty's like, Oh no! Oh. Signs and Ricardo are finished. Q two and Q three. Like, no, Crofty
0: got You're it wrong. You're finished. <laughs> yeah, dope. Because I, I, I was watching heavily, because I was like, Oh, he's missed it. He's missed it. But I was watching him on the uh, driver tracker uh, GPS, and you could see he was building up to get over the line with ten yeah, seconds to go. Yeah. So I was very confident at that point. I was like, Crofty, you frigging idiot! Like, how can you not know that? It's gotten worse. Yeah. I would have thought the summer oh. break
1: would have given him some ability to reset and learn the drivers' names because um, yeah, he really struggles with that. So, but he hasn't. Hooray!
2: Can we can we just talk about Danny Rick's like uh, improvement from Q one to Q three to the last lap? Yeah, episode. I was exactly
1: gonna. That's where I was going. Can't be gone.
2: Absolutely. Oh, you can tell when Norris drives his car; he's confident in the driver. yeah, and he goes out in the wet and he puts these stonking laps together because he's confident in it. You see the difference between the two and the confidence in the car when they get in the wet. Danny Rick was four seconds off and he's he, he's still struggling and coming to grips with that car. I know over the break, um, Sidel made a comment um, saying that, you know, we didn't expect... When Daniel came in, we didn't expect the pace deficit. But what we did know really early on is that what Daniel wants in an F1 car and what we provide on track are polar oppos- opposites of the spectrum. So, anyway, but the growth and uh, the improvement that Danny Rick showed just in three qualifying sessions to put together put a, put a lap together like that to be a second off Max Verstappen in the wet, I think, just goes to how good this guy is and how adaptable he can be. There's more pace in the car. And in his interview afterwards, he was still shitty. He said, yeah, it was great improvement through everything. Next time I get in the car in the wet, I've made, I've, 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 I've made improvements. Yeah. I'm getting better, but I'm not happy because there's still more pace in the car clearly. Yeah. So good attitude from DR. Big fan. I like it. I like what I'm saying. Did seeing. you guys
0: get to see his little uh, one-on-one with Max at the uh Skypad? No, no, that was really good as well. No. It was great. It was good to see the boys back together for a bit of banter. So go back on KO now that you've signed up, Campy, for your free trial. <laughs> go watch the part. start of go watch the start of qualifying. It's really good. But they're talking about
2: Foxdale. <laughs> oh my god. Go. I didn't watch the thing live last night. I had other commitments that I was doing. So I went on. I got up at seven o'clock this morning, put the replay on. Number one. The file format made it fuzzy and visiony, so I couldn't even watch the screen. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna have to watch commentary. Anyway, I got to the point. I only got to see the end of Q2, and then the recorded version of qualifying on Foxtel didn't show the rest of it. And I'm oh you got you gotta be joking me here. So then, in utter infuriation, I had to get on to and, KO, <laughs> and pay 25 bucks for a monthly subscription to watch Qualifying. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm sure someone should reach out from Foxtel and give me a voucher for a year for the absolute <laughs> bollocks that I put up with on a week-to-week freaking basis trying to watch motorsport. Jeez. Anyway, keep going, Tommy. Oh, it
0: great. No, I was just saying, it's great <laughs> to see the boys back together. You can tell that whatever happened previously is all gone. And they actually kind of miss hanging out together, Max and Danny. They were great. But you saw all the traffic that Daniel was copying. You saw that he was faster through sections than Max was, even Sick in one. sectors of that lap. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really good to see. Um, and even Max was complimentary in certain spots. He's like, yeah, that's great. He's like, you could just tell that Daniel, he, when he was commenting, he was like, I'm trying to preempt things that this car's doing that I don't like. That's why I'm slower. Mm. If that makes sense. So he's he's trying to minimize all the over the snaps and yeah. things that he doesn't like. Yeah. So he's driving more cautiously, trying to protect the car from doing random stuff. So he's not confident. He doesn't like it. He's really uncomfortable with how that car's set up, but he's doing the best he can and he's getting better at it. So fingers crossed he can put it together tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. He's He is working really, really well on this. Uh, And, of course, he would have had a good break as well, just relaxing Um, being in LA. If you haven't listened to the Smartless podcast with him as an interview, very, very good. Please go and listen to that. It's a much better podcast than this one because it's got much better people on it. Um, but it was very good to listen uh, listen to that whole thing. Uh, also, well, let's talk about George Russell because this was ridiculous. But as That's Danny Rick said lap. in his post quality interview, you know, right time, right place, right sections, a lap at the right time meant that you can connect stuff together. George d- put two purple sectors in.
2: In a Huge. Williams, which yeah. is
1: ridiculous. Campy, talk to me about about the success for the, the, the team, I suppose.
2: Yeah, it's good for Williams. Uh, again, he's confident in his car. We look at the previous races this season and the, and the gains that Williams have made on track he is driving superbly confident at the moment and when you get into the wet he can do things in that car that his teammate can't because he's not as confident so um, great for George uh, great for his confidence he's doing all the right things to get that seat at Mercedes next year a bit like Perez last year Everyone in the world was going, Red Bull, just signed Perez. The guy's done nothing wrong. And throughout the year, just continued to get results and results and results and show people what he's capable of. So he's doing all the right things. Do I read too far into it and do I think he's better than what he is? Well, I'm still not sold on George Russell. For me, he's only driving a Williams. And I mean, I think he'll make the step to a top car quite well when he gets there, but I still don't really know what kind of driver is he's had. Driver he is he's he's had pretty rubbish teammates his whole his whole career and you know put him up against a four-time world championship champion or a Danny Rick or a Max Verstappen and we'll really get to understand how this guy is but great lap yesterday and should be congratulated.
1: Yeah absolutely it also means that Mercedes do have two cars in the top three uh, just not the one that they were expecting. Tommy, a <laughs> uh, bit of rear gunner action likely here from George because oh. into turn one and then down into
0: Our rouge. is he going to ha- hold up the rest of the paddock as, you know, as much as he can? I don't know. He'll stay. Yeah. I, to be honest, like I know Campy's all, all guns blazing for VB, but I reckon that's just about sealed his fate. To mm-hmm. come out in those conditions to George to do that kind of stuff, I reckon that's they'll tell Lewis to get staffed because there's a bit of a future there and I think they're going to have to start going, we've got Max to compete with, we've got Charles Lacoola, we've got all these kind of young drivers, we've got Lando now seemingly, we need to have a young driver for the future, we can't just rest on Lewis forever and Bottas isn't part of that future quite clearly as well so I reckon that's that's a pretty damning result to get out qualified by a guy in a way worse car Yep. Uh, in those conditions when you are supposed to be kind of the consummate professional, as Campy would say, in the wet, in all those conditions, and extracting the best out of that car. So, But you're right. I think this there could be some kind of, I don't know, looking after his future teammate in some way by just clogging up O'Rouge, Rouge, like you're saying, and just letting uh, Lewis sneak through or backing up the pack. It could work well for Max, to be honest, though. It could backfire. Well, as you say,
1: you know, he's got clear air in front of him, uh, and at this point, a slower car between him and his championship rivals. So really it means that he can potentially sail away pending any accidents or pit stop issues or whatever, that he yeah. can build a gap almost immediately. And we know Max Verstappen is the king of building gaps at the moment. As soon as he Good gets into, into that fresh air, he is, see you later, mate. On yeah. his way to a victory, <laughs> uh, which would be good to good to see, oh. but of course uh, Lewis starting in third. So again, you know Williams outqualified both Mercedes, outqualified a you know, seven-time world champion. Ridiculous, ridiculously good drive. Even it, after the race, uh, sorry, after the qualifying session had finished and. I don't know who the Williams team principal is. It changes every three weeks. I'm not going to bother learning this guy's name either. Uh, but came onto Sky and said, you know, really happy for him. I think, you know, after that result, Mercedes will have been will have made their decision. Toto will have made the decision. Of course, we want to keep him, but uh, you know, with a drive like that, I'd be taking him up to Mercedes. We w- hope that he goes up to a Mercedes. So, um, you know, insert team principal name here, saying that, then that's that's a good thing. Uh, for George and it's great for the team. The mechanics deserve it. Like all all the hard work and Campy will say yeah. this, you know, all the hard work that Claire Williams put into this team to set it up for the right, you know, fat, fact now to be yeah. able to be qualifying where they're qualifying is good news. It's what we want for the sport, right? We want a Big Williams time. resurgence. I'm happy. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Nicola Teefy to win world championship next year. <laughs> uh, okay. DR, as we said, in fourth, which means he starts behind, directly behind George. Campy, what do you think we can s- sort of see from DR off the start to mo- uh, tonight? Oh,
2: look, I'll look at the start he got last time in Turkey in the rain. I mean, that was the stonking style. It was a better start than anybody else, in my opinion. Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> All
1: right, Snuffleupagus, just um, settle down there. <laughs> yeah,
2: it would be interesting to see. I, mean, I think Danny will be cautious in the turn one this time. Um, I would hope that. Someone gets into a tangle like Max and Lewis take themselves out, and that would be a great headline, wouldn't it? Again, um, oh, it'd be great. I think Danny will be pretty cautious. He just needs to get the start, um, and he'll know after the third, the first and second phase of his start where he's got a good one and what what he's going to do. But I think he'll be looking to jump into that third position. Um, he'll be looking to jump Russell on track. Up the, up the straight after O'Rouge so that, you know, he doesn't get bogged behind a car that doesn't have the race pace. So if he can get in some clean air behind Lewis and uh, Max, if that's the way it happens, then he can just, he can, he can put time on everybody else while they're struggling to get past uh, Russell. I think that's, well, that's what his ideal will be, but you never know. He could be going, he could break really late uh, and, come out with the lead to it, I mean, he'll be having eyes forward because in the wet you never know what happens. Yep. Max may be in it. You just look. He'll know after the first and second phase of his start what, what he's sort of – he'll have a plan in his mind. He'll have three or four situations, what happens, but he'll know straight Tommy away.
1: Tommy T, he starts on the outside, which means yep. it's slight Good. danger if someone yeets themselves up the middle. If we bloody watch Lance Stroll where's Stroll starting – Fifteen, they should be okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeating himself through. Uh, there is a lot of. I mean, in the wet, there is a good line to go around the outside camp, isn't there? Not just to hug that corner. So, yes, as you say, good. it means. Yeah, that he corner, can, of the
2: apex is not.
1: Yeah, he can slingshot himself around, uh, yeah. and yeah. yeah, I think that's that's good news. But Tommy T, do you think that he'll get past George coming into turn
0: one, <sighs> or do you think he'll he'll leave it to take him uh, <sighs> up over Radion? It's so bloody hard because you, you want him to have the aggressive mindset, but it's going to be hard for him to not just think oh, I can do so much good for my will with the team and where I'm placed just to get a good result and not risk it all and potentially bin it because that, that would be the worst outcome to be honest is say I think he's going to be a slightly more risk adverse than he'd want to be hmm. just for that kind of current standing of the team. But, man, if if the opportunity is good, I think he'll go for it. I think he, he's not going to go for oh, it yeah. less than a 50-50. He can't risk it. Um, but I think he's going to be, like Camby said, it's going to be on strategy as well. So he's going to milk the absolute most out of those tyres and maybe you've just got to take take the risk and switch if it's dry earlier than anyone else and try and capitalise and just be super smart with those kind of parts that are still in your control as a team. Um, and let's just hope that they don't compromise him and do something stupid with Lando yeah. and then switch him late or something dumb. Cause I can see Lando coming through the grid quite well from 14th. I think he ends up after his gearbox penalty. Um,
2: uh, yeah,
0: but I just hope they don't do something stupid like that, that we've seen in the past because he's got, he's got what Sebastian behind him. So who knows? Sebastian could get a ripping start or he could spin off and cause havoc. So, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's a, a shout out to two drivers that I was gonna say
1: is Seb Vettel in fifth and Pierre Gasly out of the bin in sixth. Uh both of these guys really significantly outperforming their teammates. Uh Seb Vettel's teammate is Stroll starts, as I said, in fifteenth. What a and, dud. And Sonoda starts in seventeenth. So there is a real distinct difference in terms of class of drivers in those Sonoda's
0: a rookie though. But yeah, like but, Stroll, that was pathetic. Yeah, he didn't I, even get to cross the line for another
1: lap. What a yeah, dope! Classic. Yeah, but again, he doesn't have to perform in a team with your dadite. So you can just do
0: whatever and then he you want. he cracks it at the team like it's their fault. It's like, mate, you are the biggest muppet. <laughs> I hate the way he shifts blame. It really does my head in. Yeah, He's classic rich boy, everyone else is to blame other than me, kind of attitude, and it really pisses me off.
1: You are not wrong, my friend. Not wrong indeed. But uh, Sergio Perez in seventh. Ocon in eighth, uh, Leclerc after. So Norris did technically qualify in ninth. After uh, sorry, yeah, ninth after Bottas's penalties and now his penalty. Anyway, yeah. there's a whole stack of other people if want. Which to order do the penalties go? Uh, just go and have a look. But uh, <laughs> Ferrari didn't have a good time either, did they? Uh, and let's talk about what we should be watching for in the race uh, tonight for us and today, if you're listening to this in in Europe. But Ferrari really have a lot of work to do to come back through. We know, though, Carlos Sainz has uh, really been getting himself into a rhythm in in this season by not potentially performing quite so well in qualifying, but making the most of other people's mistakes uh, and getting some good strategy. Tommy T, what do you think
0: we can expect from Ferrari for for the race? I think they both have good starts. We know that that power unit has good straight line speed so they're going to be able to capitalize hopefully because everyone's going to be slower in the corners and downforce will play less of a part in the wet so right, i could see them jumping early um and then trying to hold on to those positions but we've seen Charles Leclerc come from behind before he's not really the most uh tactful guy he can just <laughs> cause absolute havoc and just take everyone out and risk it all but I think, I think I would pick signs to do the better of those drivers and definitely get deep into the points. What do you reckon, Kevin? Uh
2: Max V. Lewis for me.
0: Good. You didn't want to
1: expand on that at all? Just one sentence.
2: Sorry, I must have just
1: cut out. <laughs> we'll go with one sentence. So, Max versus Lewis, yes, of course. As we said, there's potential for lap one drama, uh, or they're going to be uber cautious around each other, not really noting where they what's going to happen.
2: Sorry, boys, I can't hear you. Not sure. What's well, happening we'll continue.
1: Here. Tommy T. Uh, yeah. Lando's fight back, I think, also is important uh, to see as well. I mean, he starts as you say around that 15th position. Uh, yeah. He's He's got Bottas around him as well, as well as the Ferraris and Fernando Alonso. And we know that Fernando Alonso is a king at defending, yes. isn't he, especially after Hungary. That was phenomenal. Uh, hopefully we get to see a, a more helmet cam from him. But Lando really, I mean,
0: we know he's quick, but oh. can he fight through the field? I think that car is pretty well positioned this week with his... His current form and the way that that car is set up for him, like he was showing his form before he crashed out. To be honest, like he probably was going to put it close to pole, if not on the front row. Yeah. So I, I've got no worry with his pace. It's going to be, are uh, the conditions going to be okay for passing and making maneuvers? I think he's going to get back into the points fairly quickly, though, based on who's in front of him and how quick he was. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't put it past the old Saudi veterans to. Get in his way, that's for sure. Because in the wet, like, you need to be uber confident and, like, supremely skilled. It's not just there's confidence, but then there's also, like, you need to know the limits and what, yeah. the, what the what the risk is by pushing that little bit further. Whereas the rookies, we're going to see spin out. I, I reckon Mazza spins guarantee. Oh, yeah. I think Sonoda's is <laughs> going to be in the gravel. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll put more money on that than anything in this race, to be honest, is that those rookies, two of the three are going to definitely spin.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm I'm excited for Fernando. I think he signed as, as well for an additional year in uh, for for Alpine. I think he's going to stay around forever, and I'm ha- I'm here for it because he's here I've for Kimmy's
0: record of most most yeah. race starts, isn't he? That's well, he Kim. Now.
1: Let's be honest, Kimmy's not re-signing for for next year, so he's got a he's got a couple of years to catch up after a two year break for yeah. Fernando. Um, well, Fernando the, just passed Rubens, didn't he? Yeah, I think like I think this, he did this yeah. race. Yeah, yeah. So, so second most, but he's also just. Such a great guy. Anyway, I'm really happy that he's back. I didn't think he would be last year, but I am really yeah. stoked that he's back. The weather, of course, is uh, really important. Campy, if we've got you back, what do you think in terms of how this plays out? If it's mixed conditions, does that suit Danny Reek better than if it was just wet or just dry?
2: Uh, not sure it suits him either way. He's sort of is in one of those... He's in one of those positions. He's got to have the pace to get on the podium tonight. He, I think he's got the pace, but it'd be interesting to see what the cars around him do. That's what I talked about before. George Russell, you know, starting behind Danny Rick and then having not having the pace in the car to run with the top three. And that'll build the buffer for Danny Rick to do it. Um, but there will be incidents too. So I think stay out. <coughs> Like, when there's a crash, just stay out because it'll probably get red flagged if it's in the rain. I think that's just stay out and go for as long as you can on the tyres and then react if the track's dry. And if you've got the gap up the front, well, don't compromise. Wait a lap. You might only lose seven or eight seconds, but hey – you should have that gap by the time these things happen. But I think it'll be greasy all night. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it'll just be on and off. And I don't think we'll get to dry ties at all. I think it'll just be which is between I think it'll be intermediates for 75% of the race and then Which is interesting because I'm on. not
0: sure who's actually got fresh inters left. Because I'm pretty sure Merck used yeah. all of their inter allocation. And all and of them are spent. On, yep. So they're going to be using used for everyone. So it's going to be mm. super interesting to see who's actually been smart about their tyre allocation. We saw them burning through in practices because that means you get fresh ones and stuff. So, yeah, I'm not sure. It'll be very interesting to find out before, but watch that as well because if you've got someone on older Inters, they're, after a couple of laps they're spent, like they're, they're cooked. <sighs>
2: Well, most most teams did save tyres, and that's why George Russell qualified so well yeah. as well. He had a brand new set of yep. tyres for that last lap he did, whereas everyone else was unused. Yep. So, yeah, you're right. The tyre discussion will be interesting. and uh, But we've seen what happened with tyres previously. They can turn into slicks yeah. if you run them long enough. So. Accident
0: Pirelli just made like a magic tyre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is an accident by them because they're not doing anything. Yeah. On the, the,
2: other, other, the other thing I was going to say quickly before I dropped out was, um, was the constructors for third with Ferrari and McLaren all yeah, neck, neck that that is going to be that is going to be what we watch for the rest of the year um, And and I- I think it's going to be up to Sainz and Ricardo mm. and how well they drive in the second half of this year, which determines the outcome for the constructors. I think Lando will continue to perform. And Leclerc will get points as well. I mean, but Leclerc and Sainz are pretty equal as mm. well. So um, I think if Danny Rick can sort his results out, which he has this weekend so far, I think they'll get that spending boost, which they need, and that'll be, uh, that'll uh, be good for Danny Rick. should have turbo, Danny. Confidence.
1: Oh, I turbo Lando like an
0: idiot. <laughs>
2: I don't even remember what my team is. It's been that long since Place I checked it.
0: and odor in there, and he's got one point. <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> Useless.
1: Do you think, boys? And last point before we finish up: Do you think if Danny Arica gets a podium today, that we can finally put the the haters and the naysayers to bed properly, and they'll
0: shut up? Or do you think they'll just ride him unless it's not a win? Uh, they're chasing clicks, mate. I don't think it's going to change until. No, yeah, I, I hope it. so I hope it kind of just at least in his mind at least he stops listening and caring about what people say just which I good. don't think he does but to some degree and you start listening to some stuff don't you you can't ignore it forever we can't ignore the F1 pit lane reporters the, asking you the same question each week jeez they're idiots aren't they
2: and, and the Lando lovers are all little English you know dweeby nerds <laughs> that, like, you know <laughs> sorry fan
0: base there it <laughs> is sorry. sorry listener Lucky well, it's just
1: the three yeah, of us talking, mate, as mate as and as no one on, else anyway. is
2: listening. <laughs> well, I don't care about anyone else's opinion. Clancy, <laughs> for you? So they're all squids. True, anyway. true. Not squibs, yeah. squids. <laughs> thanks.
0: Yeah, thanks for quality. Uh, did you watch Harry Potter to forget what
2: <laughs> squid was? <laughs> mate, if, believe it or not. I watched the last did you? one. Because I was oh, like, I'll check this <laughs> out. And then I realized it was in two parts. I was like, geez, this movie. Did you <laughs> watch
0: Shit. just part two?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I watched God, part one. That would and have been two. even better. If you uh,
0: watched
2: just <laughs> oh, It was all right. I, I didn't start really get it. I didn't
1: really get it. What a surprise. Like in a seven
0: part well, series.
2: <laughs> well, I actually thought, oh, I should watch this from the start. Put the first one on. like, this is a bloody kids' movie. I'm not watching this. <laughs> Oh. So I went straight to the last one. It was all James, right. James, can we start a yeah, podcast?
0: Can't be watches films. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have the, the thing I have time for is more podcasts. So yes, yes, that's absolutely. true. Let's do that. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> all right. We've got an acclaimed host now, so yeah, uh, claim- that's good Alleged for us, Tommy. Alleged
1: international acclaimed motorsport podcast. James it. Baldwin.
2: Have you, got your, uh, have you got your ticket on uh Yeah, where's your blue On my verification. No. That's, that's all we've been hearing about on text messages. <laughs> oh, I still haven't got my verification ticket. on one. That it is so he wants.
0: That is all He's verified on Twitter. That's that all is he wants. <laughs> Slander. Slander
1: <laughs> and not true, your honour. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Speaker. Uh, all right. Well, lads, thanks very much for that. Uh, hey, listen, as I said before, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, if you are also a little bit bored this week, uh, we reviewed the 1989 Suzuki Grand Prix. Tommy T had hair. We were still called I the did. Oz F1 show. And I did a full race review in under a lapsed time, which we completely forgot about. And then said in the podcast, we're going to do this every race. And then probably yeah. forgot about it. So uh, potentially might do that. Uh, tomorrow in the fastest lap we'll see what happens Tommy T will remind me but uh, thank you to you for listening uh, and for watching uh, if you're on YouTube as well look uh, thank you for subscribing and doing all that sort of other stuff I know it doesn't take much to do it but it is a real commitment Camby doesn't even know how to access the internet let alone on YouTube clearly is a result of him today so thank you for that uh, and don't watch the, the race build up watch MotoGP instead and then listen to Lakeside Drives MotoGP
0: yeah, podcast got, as well
2: cracking MotoGP race it's going to be watch. great
0: Silverstone Whoa. sell me on it sell me on it give me yeah. why should I watch Munus that's the You'll actually
2: see passing. <laughs> you'll actually see passing. You've got an Aussie that'll probably get a result, unlike <laughs> tonight. <laughs> <laughs> <And> the truth, <laughs> the truth comes this.
1: out. GR's <laughs> on for a podium. Sorry. Let's talk about MotoGP. Jack Miller's <laughs> an amazing GR's. Just swap <coughs> Helm. Put him in, in the, the yeah, oh,
0: Bambi. Yeah.
2: It's Silverstone, so that always produces good racing. And it looks like we're going to get some weather tonight, also. So, see, so multiple conditions. And, uh, I mean,. Yeah, look, I love baiting, oh, no, I'm pretty so. interested
0: in watching. I love F1 more. I'm, I'm pretty interested more. in watching Karun send Michael Schumacher, uh, uh, Mick Schumacher around in Michael's old car. I that will be good. That. that will be good. Only if you have it on mute and unmute it when Michael's talking. <laughs>
1: Or mixed talking. Uh, Well, look, join our Discord as well. Link uh, in the description below. Oh, Karoon's
2: commentating on MotoGP tonight too, so that's oh
1: good. good Um, (laughs) Huge, huge community on Discord, and shout out to you if you're listening and you're active on there. We really appreciate it. Uh, And don't forget to change your fantasy team name. Uh, we are choosing a winner at the end of the year of the best name. Uh, and it doesn't matter where you finish in the top three or not. If you've got the best name, you'll get some sick merch. That Tommy the only fantasy has league where the points don't matter. Uh, that's, that sums us up, really, doesn't it? <laughs> well, that's, that's it for now. Looking forward to chatting in our uh, race review in only a couple of hours' time. See you then.
0: Yeah, Michael was great. That podcast is really Go made on. by him. Stop He's really that. talented. <laughs> <laughs> that review-
2: I should send it to you
0: too, Camby. I did a review. Has that review <sighs> gone it through that was great.
2: I should review it too. How do I review you know it without should- my name coming up?
0: <laughs> Mine was Michael for president. Michael is incredible. What an absolute star podcaster. Super informative podcast and can't wait to learn more from the legends like Molly and learn more about this pioneering motorsport. James was fine. <laughs> I like
2: it. Uh,
1: I'm going to ask you what you've been up to in the uh, in the break, so it gives you an opportunity to uh, say that you got engaged, Campy, Mate. and then people can love on you on the podcast. You
2: can Ooh. bring that up. <clears> I don't, want to, bring I don't want to shatter the fans of all the women around the world. <laughs> <laughs> do the not put that at things. the end. That was We've a good audio.
1: <laughs> don't do it. That is going at the end. <laughs> no, P. it's not.
2: R.I.P. You're engaged in three days. Between <laughs> lads, I don't want that shit on yeah.
1: There's no one That's else good. listening. It's just the three of us. Oh,
2: yeah, boys. Isn't that right, listener?